State of Grand Theft Auto. I guess mm. that's what September. What was the official day? 15, 12. I don't. Do you know what? Just the release date. There's probably a big uh, red mark 16th. on your calendar. Wasn't it? Sixteenth. Wasn't it? Six- okay, I'll take that. No, seventeen. Also known Something. as a, a date that shall live in Fami. Oh, and just Fami. Famous quote. Oh, yeah, just family. Because, you know, infamous if it was a bad thing. Um, but you yeah. know what? I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be infamy for, for you, too. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not... I forgot to do this part. My game of the week is not Saints Row 4. You make me sick. No. And I'm uh, Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not League of Legends. Yeah, right. We shall see. Mm. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Cookie Clicker. Mm. What is that? I saw I saw a thread about that. Is that a real thing? Is it another Ian Bogus uh, gag? Uh, uh, no, it's a it's uh, it's like Cow Clicker, basically. Yeah. So it's except it's not as uh, you know self-referential. <laughs> well, that's not my game of the week as well. Can I change my answer? Sure, why not? Okay. We, can, we can all make it our answer. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I felt bad. I don't want it to sound like I'm slamming Saints Row 4, but I never would have guessed when I was playing Saints Row 4 that I would dig Grand Theft Auto 5 as much as I'm digging it. Uh, and I feel a little guilty. Well, especially since Saints Row 4 is the best game ever, right? Well, close. It's the greatest game of all time. You have well, to there that, you go. Yeah, you have to, the hyperbole has to be very specific, Nick. <laughs> you can't just throw random hyperbole out there. Uh, no, so Saints Row 4, greatest game of all time. Um, but I, I think I might sort of, in comparing Grand Theft Auto 5 and Saints Row 4, let's just get right into this, um, I, I, I stand by that, but I kind of feel like Grand Theft Auto 5 might be like the greatest virtual world of all time. You know, Saints Row is a fantastic, huge playground, but nobody rivals the world building that I feel Rockstar's been able to do, and some of the character work as well, uh, in Grand Theft Auto V. But I'm getting ahead of myself, so I've, I've been able to, I've been fortunate enough to be, to be able to spend a fair amount of time with it. Um, I would guess maybe 30 hours or so, and I'm nowhere near done. Like, I'm just taking my time. I'm dying to see where the story goes, but I'm not pushing myself. Uh, a lot of times when I play, I'll just drive around and do some little side activity that doesn't even, as far as I can tell, give me any in-game benefit. I literally spent 30 minutes yesterday pressing the A button over and over and over again to run one of those uh, triathlons. Uh, it was the, the hardest triathlon you can do. It, it takes like a half hour. I oh, think God. The top of the leaderboards. Now, Nick, you say that like you're dreading it, but I bet you're going to do it too. Uh, the top of the leaderboards, I think, has somebody who finished it in like 26 minutes. Uh, it took me a little north of 29 minutes. And it is literally, so you swim for a while, and then you do a bicycle for a while, and then you run for a while. 
and it's and, and the whole time you're pressing the A button. Now, if if you're really uh, challenging yourself, you have to manage your stamina. But by the time I got Franklin into that triathlon, he had maxed out his stamina rating and had an unlimited reservoir of stamina. So I've spent the whole 30 minutes just alternately using my thumb or my my index finger, just holding the controller however was most comfortable and just mashing it over and over and over again. (laughs) That sounds almost like cheating like I like to do. Cheating like what? Like I enjoy. Special cheating. I, I don't know if it's cheating because, it, you know, maybe if I'd taken a character without maxed out stamina, it might have been more difficult. Uh, it seemed like all the other contestants were completely rubber banding, so it kind of didn't matter what I did. Uh, but, yeah, it did. It, well, you know what, McMaster, you'll have to let me know how it goes for you when you do the, uh, it's called the Coyote Cross Country Triathlon. Oh, that does sound good. And it, it <laughs> covers a lot of ground, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, my point being, I, I've spent a fair amount of time with it, even though a lot of that time is arguably just kind of spinning my wheels and enjoying the setting. I don't mind that. Uh, you guys are both um, I have spent a little less time with it, so I want to talk to you guys about how far you are with it and, and how you're feeling about it at this point. Um, so, uh, McMaster, why don't you start us out so we can forestall the inevitable League of Legends talk, at which point I'll take a nap. Um, why don't you start us out and tell us a bit about where you are with Grand Theft Auto Five? Okay. Well, do we want to give people a background up until this point, or should I just blurt forth? What do you mean? You mean your experience with Grand Theft Auto games? Oh no, no, no! Just uh, in the story for Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh yeah, let's just assume that we're going to be careful about spoilers. Does that is that going to? If I just sort of. Oh uh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be careful about spoilers. Uh. I'm at the part with the dude. Yes, yes. You remember nice. that part? Yeah, well, the, great. Is it the the other? Is it the 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 dude that I'm mentioning, or is it the other dude? Oh, it's not the dude that you <laughs> asked about in the email. It's the dude probably before that dude that knew all the dudes. Well, actually, so before we talk specifically about both of your experiences, I've been out of the loop with this. Can either of you tell me what? they give away what they talk about in the marketing and the previews and stuff? Like, what are the facts that most... Oh, you see all the characters. Um, Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, you see see Michael, Franklin, and Trevor. You see Trevor? Yeah, Yeah. they show... Yeah, in his trailer and everything, and the wife Peter and all that shit. What do they say about him? Well, they just have different clips about him, and he's a psychopath, basically. They're very clear that Trevor is the nut job. Also, when you play the beginning of the game, you get a pretty good idea that Trevor's a nut job. You do, but I... Well, again, here's where I am so lucky that I don't pay attention to trailers, whether it's movies or video games. I had no idea. There's that prologue at first, and I really had no idea that the other two guys in the prologue mattered at all. So I had no idea Trevor was coming up. Um, and that, that was, I, first of all, the way they handle it in the game and how unexpected it was, I thought were both brilliant uh, for me. All right, so you guys know Trevor's coming up. Um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, and to speak to where how much I've done in the game, um, I am preparing for my first heist. I just picked my mm-hmm. crew members and the way I want to do it and all that mm-hmm. 
And that's where I'm at. Okay, so so Nick, roughly, uh, how far along are you? Do you have a, well, are you at a, at a heist yet? Uh, I have. Uh, well, I'm still on the first guy. Okay, right. I'll put it that way. I'm on the first guy. I have not even really played with the other two guys, and that's because I'm just busy wandering around and acting like a toolbox. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's it's a, it's a good thing to do in that game. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. The I so far the uh, I guess I don't want to get too specific, but the like the the kind of random events that pop up uh, right. have been great. The little yeah. blue dot events, you mean? Yeah, I, I've only dot. done one of them because I didn't even know about them until a little bit ago. Because I've been um, standard Jason format, uh, crushing people to death, well, and even running uh, to rescues. There have even been uh, not even blue dot events, but just uh, just ambient stuff going oh, on. Oh yes, that no, they've always you can been just yeah, you can just wind up getting in on like it. Like I just went into the wrong neighborhood and hung out for a little too long, and a shootout started. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of my favorites is when you're driving somewhere and you hear a cop, and your first thought is, "Whoa, was that me? What did I do?" And the cop blows past you, and and your first thing is, "Okay, it's, I didn't somehow trigger a wanted level." But then your second thought is, "Oh, I have to go in that direction. I'm just going to follow him." <laughs> and uh, he sort of yeah. clears the road out for you. Uh, <laughs> Let, let's see. Let's see where this leads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or maybe yeah, I'm just going to follow him and see what what is it that he's all uh, anxious about reaching. You know, what's going on somewhere. Um, so uh, the uh, the the whole narrative development stuff, I guess you guys haven't really seen yet. Have you, have you both seen? I guess you have, McMaster. The moment from Lethal Weapon Two, is it, with the house on stilts? Oh yes. Okay. That's okay. also in um, something else. Was that Lethal Lethal Weapon Two? Yeah, but there's also a part of another movie that happens after. But anyway, go. Because one of the things that I thought it was going to do uh, in – I'm going to relate this to Animals Crossing, a game that I loathe. When you start playing Animals Crossing, uh, you have to pay your mortgage to a guy named – is it Tom Nook? Tom Nook. Nook. Yes, Tom Nook. So, so the, the basic uh, economic model of Animals Crossing is you're in debt to a dude, and you have to spend the game paying off that debt. Uh, so I thought that's what was going to happen with Grand Theft Auto is you tear down the house and you're in debt for the cost of the house. And I was like, oh, great. The whole structure of this stupid game is going to be me paying off the cost of this house. That's one of the least interesting character motivations that I can think of is that my character did a stupid thing and now he's got to pay, you know, a quarter of a million dollars for this stupid thing that he did. Um, but I was delighted to hear that that gets out of the way pretty quickly, uh, that that's not what they do with the whole economic structure. I was pretty sure it would because, I mean, really, the amount of money they ask for wouldn't be that hard to get. And what they do, you'll, as you'll soon find out, McMaster, they do some weird things with the economy here. I always was a little taken aback in Grand Theft Auto 4 by, uh, you know, I could do a race and then get $500 or I could do one of the grand missions. It was a huge bank heist, and it was clearly ba- – I think one of them was called Four Leaf Clover. And it was yeah. a big, epic <clears throat> bank heist gone wrong with a shootout and just all kinds of mayhem. And then afterwards, you get a 1000 bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that really is one of the more memorable GTA 4 missions, though. I'll give you yep. that. Yep. 
And the thing is, they have to fit it into this economy, or or you're not suddenly given so much money that it doesn't mean anything. Uh, one of the things I admire about Grand Theft Auto V is they're kind of okay with that. There are enough huge money sinks and different kinds of money sinks that if they're going to they, – they can give you $500 here, $600 there, $100 there – $1,000 there, and oh, here's a quarter of a million dollars. They can do that and not shatter their economy. Uh, and I love that about Grand Theft Auto V. Um, and the the stock market, too, by the way. Uh, that's a huge money. Oh, uh, yeah. I just got a link to that. Just have, got a link. So have you invested in any stocks yet, McMaster? Uh, no. No. Uh, that's something I was planning on doing, but I was driving Michael around out in the countryside and ramming into things. And, uh, Wait. That's, so you you weren't you weren't obeying the traffic signals and 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 lining you know, up cars uh, at stop signs and some people like doing that and all but uh, it's not Grand Theft Auto uh, the laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that I really admire about the three characters, and I guess I can talk about this if everybody knows that a psycho named Trevor is going to come along, is each of them. As, when I'm playing as Franklin, I kind of feel like I want to be on the straight and narrow. I don't want to just break all the laws and trash all these cars. And plus, the car that I have for Franklin is a really nice car. I don't want to break it and keep getting it repaired. Um, but when I'm playing Trevor, I'm just driving on the wrong side of the road. I'm knocking things over, and I'm more than happy to mow down pedestrians. I, I feel like the characters each give me a reason to play a different way. And there's no gameplay beyond behind this. It's it's all the sort of narrative uh, threads that the game spins out with these characters. Well, there's a little gameplay behind it. What what would that be? Uh, just in the Franklin's you know, special power, for instance. Ah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, right out of Midnight Club Los Angeles, one of the things I really admire about uh, the Midnight Club Los Angeles is a beautiful version of Los Angeles in a race an open world racing game uh, and you can see a lot of that same atmosphere in how they've built Los Santos um, and even that 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 bullet time racing gimmick is awesome yeah, yeah. so far Los Santos is much nicer than nightclub though like the LA and midnight club well they have it's interesting to look at the two engines side by side because they have different demands um, right. you, you never got out of the car, of course, in Midnight Club L.A., and in Midnight Club L.A., the the driving mechanics were very different because yeah. it's a racing game, and it, it had this cool system of, you know, as you got faster, the physics changed. Uh, it was really particular about, like, it, it wouldn't let the cars spin out too crazily. It kind of, they weren't on rails, but... They drove as if you were a person who knew what he was doing. Um, and so some of these considerations aren't in Grand Theft Auto V, where you have to be able to get out of the car. There's a whole different detail level required. Sure. And if you just want to, you know, if you're a crappy driver and take a crappy car, the game is more than happy to just let you bang into everything and not be able to, to keep anything straight and just drive poorly. Uh, uh, but, yeah, they both do look fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm really impressed with the well, how they uh, how much they managed to render. Yeah, and how smoothly as well. Yeah, yeah, it's very smooth. It's a real cool technical trick. Uh, Nick, so as uh, do you go back with the Grand Theft Auto games and Red Dead Redemption? And are you a Rockstar guy? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, play, I played them all since they were the 2D top-down okay. uh, games. Uh, really good stuff. Um, I think I've I've enjoyed each one for their own merits. I I guess if I were to pick, and I I might wind up in trouble here, but I, I think Grand Theft Auto Four was probably my least favorite one. Okay. Mm. What well, wait? I'll, I'll, I'll end up in trouble on that one too, so don't worry. Oh, what, no, well, what made it your least favorite? Um, I I uh, I disliked the. I always just felt very railroaded in Grand Theft Auto 4. Like, I, I just didn't feel like uh, there were enough side activities, I guess, like other things to do other than follow the story, except for the weird oh. mandates that they had set really up. Awful hangouts. Yeah, yeah the, the mandate, which, you know, I mean, yeah, you can't ignore those, right? I mean, all you're going to lose is, you know, whatever. The, the one dude won't sell you guns from his truck, and the the other guy won't, you know, come get you if the cops are after you. Whatever, you can ignore all that stuff, and I, I get that. But I, I just, I don't know. I and and then something about the whole Nico, like his weird, you know, uh, you know, one second just lamenting how <laughs> terrible his past was and how how he wants to get on the straight and narrow, and then you know, mm-hmm. you're just you're mowing down people and shooting crowds and blowing buildings up and I was just eh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so far are any of these issues you had with four, do you see any evidence of them in five? Or do you have any reservations going forward in five? Well, so far, n- no. Uh, uh, I, I have not, I had no issues with uh, side activities. There seem to be a ton of side activities to do. Um, uh, Franklin, uh, while I think he's more reserved uh, so far than the than the other two characters, at least from what I've seen in previews and things. Um, I you know I, I also don't feel like a weird contradiction when he does bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I uh, I could see him you know pulling off a car jacking or whatever. I don't I, I don't think it's weird, right? It's not it's not like Nico crying to that one mobster's wife about <laughs> about his war and you know. Right. How how horrible things were, and then uh, well, guess I'll go throw dynamite out the car now. Okay. One well, one of the things that seemed a little contrived to me at first, and I ultimately don't mind this because I understand why they're doing it. It's in the service of a greater uh, storytelling concept. It, it seemed really contrived to me that Michael and uh, and um, uh, what's the kid's name that you just mentioned? Franklin. Uh, Franklin, I was thinking Clinton, that's his last name. It seemed weird to me that, that Franklin and Michael would bond so readily, uh, considering yeah. that they both come from such different, separate worlds. Uh, so that, to me, early on, felt a little contrived, but because of some of the writing, because of the excellent voice acting and the dialogue, uh, I sort of promptly didn't mind that. It didn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you can find a link, or you can find your way to believe it, but it is tenuous. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they do make it very clear that they're from different worlds. Yeah, uh, and as for the the activities, I think I'm still a little concerned with this. Although it, it's like that triathlon I was mentioning. I think there's a lot of stuff here that they didn't know how to fit into any meaningful gameplay system. And the mandates, by the way, are one of them because they're still here. They're optional, but they're 
they're all on you. It, it, it's like nobody's calling you, bugging you to say, hey, let's hang out, which was the case. I'm fine before. with that. I'm fine with that, too. But <laughs> the thing is, I want to... I want to explore the different things that they offer, but I always feel a little, I don't know if I betrayed, that's too strong a word, disappointed. I always feel a little disappointed when I do one of these activities and I didn't even get money for it. Uh, like that triathlon, uh, for instance, there was no achievement. I don't think I won any money, which I don't know how real triathlons work, but if I come in first place in the country's biggest uh, triathlon ever, I would think that I would get some kind of sponsorship dollars or something. <laughs> um, so I get the sense that maybe there were some of these, what you might call systems from the previous games that Rockstar wanted to preserve, and they didn't really know how to hook them into the economy or into achievements or accomplishments or anything, so they didn't even try. Um, so I've gone on a few mandates where I think all that I got from it was a snippet of dialogue between two characters I might not have otherwise heard. Um, but again, because I really enjoy the world so much, I think I'm okay with that at this point. Um, now, when you when you did the uh, triathlon, mm-hmm. you 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 said you already had maxed out Franklin's stamina. Correct. If it wasn't maxed out when you're doing the triathlon, would it have helped? So. Stamina? Like, would it have increased, or is it just kind of locked in, like, okay, that's... No, no, it it definitely... So as you do things, their skill system is a little bit of a... It's not really a black box. It's just not... uh, It just kind of happens. As you do things, you'll increase the skill in that thing. So starting with Franklin's basic stamina, he's one of the more staminas. He's the most staminous of the three characters. (laughs) Uh, Real word, McMaster. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he's the most staminous of them. And so, staminous. With his basic stamina, doing the triathlons that unlocked the Coyote cross-country triathlon, in the course of doing those other triathlons, he maxed out his stamina. So if, say, I had been taking Trevor, who I think is the least staminous, actually probably Michael's the least staminous, if I'd been taking him through the triathlons, I'm assuming the Coyote cross-country triathlon would have maxed out his stamina. Um, so maybe that's what it's there for, Nick. It's just an outlet. But but if, if that's the case, I could have just run. I, you know, I didn't take. It didn't take me all thirty minutes. Uh, I don't think it would take me all thirty minutes to max out Michael's stamina. I could just like run, start running on the map. I think. Um, so even as a way to increase your stamina, I don't really know that that's what it's there for. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, yesterday, when I was just wandering around, I one of the events that just happened was there was a purse snatching. A purse snatcher just started to run off, and you know uh-huh. this woman's like, "Oh, please help me!" So, uh, you know, I had Franklin run after the guy, and I ran about I don't know a block, and the little pop up came up, and my stamina increased, yep. which I, you know, the, oh, cool, right? Uh, but then I spent about an hour in the firing range, and nothing improved. Oh, I wonder if that doesn't count because it's its own advancement system. Like that whole firing range, at, at a, I think huh. it's two of the ammunitions, there's a whole set of challenges. Yeah, like metal gun. challenges you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get told to go there and do them at one point. So, But I wonder if they have untethered that from the uh, skill system, uh, which would be odd. Um, yeah. uh, did you do many of those, Nick? Uh, yeah, I got through all the, uh, challenges. I didn't gold every one of them, but I, I got silvers and bronzes on everything, so I, I opened up oh. everything, but, but then nothing increased, so I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> did you get, 
do you get money or weapons or what what do you get from that? Does it unlock uh, the weapons? Uh well it unlocks the weapons for the firing range. <laughs> you don't, but not you don't for just get the weapons, no. Oh. Oh, See, well, that's, again, that's another thing, is they've created this robust system of, challenges, system of challenges and medals, and I'm not clear how it relates to the real world. Um, well, I, actually, I'm pretty sure one of the things there, certainly on the triathlon, there are leaderboards. So I will say, Nick Diamond, Jason McMaster, I currently am kicking your asses at the finishing time for the Coyote Cross-Country Triathlon. I just want you well, to I mean, know. yeah. I've only, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and don't think that I'm going to go through and try to do it again if you beat my time. So don't even think of that. Uh, I'll try, yes, I'll try not will. To. <laughs> I might, if I have to. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> if you pop in there and McMaster's beat you by 30 seconds, you're going to do it again. <laughs> oh, oh McMaster, he'll do it. McMaster, I just need you to know, they unfortunately, they canceled the Coyote Cross Country Triathlon. It's not in the game anymore. So don't... No, I'm sorry. What I meant to say, McMaster, it's bugged. If you go there and do it, it will delete all your progress. So don't Damn. even think about doing the trial. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I better not. <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about, I think this was straight out of, I want to say maybe L.A. Noir and maybe even Red Dead Redemption, this idea of medals after each mission with checklists for optional goals. How do you feel about those? Oh, they were in the last game, too, weren't they? Um they were in four. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I will say I I didn't uh, understand what the optional goal was in the in the couple that I've seen. Yeah, some of them you just get this weird name and you're like, yeah, and I'm like, out. what does that what mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Frenzy. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, those, by the way, uh, I can also see because I think there's some kind of I don't know if they're leaderboards, but. Again, you can compare when you go to Rockstar Social Club. I can look at my achievements or whatever I've done, and then I can click McMaster's name and see what he's done. I can totally track how much better I am at this game than uh, Jason McMaster. And that's an important feature for me in a video game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously. Uh, I guess you guys have left uh, Los Santos proper and uh, spent some time in the countryside, or have you done any exploring there? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, what very brought, little for me, though. What brought you out there? Because both, both you guys, are, I think, are at a point where you're not supposed to be out there yet. What are you doing out there? Uh, nothing. Uh, I, was, uh, I was running around killing dudes, obviously. And it just sort of, your path yeah. out of the city? Okay. Yeah, you know. Uh, for me, it was... Um, because I like to think of Franklin as a nice young man. For instance, anytime I get one of those random events where a purse gets stolen, uh, if it's Franklin, I will accost, try not to kill, and accost the perp, and then I will return the purse or the wallet or the bicycle or whatever to the victim. If it is Trevor, I keep it. Um, so nice. Early on, I was doing... Um, I don't know how I accidentally came to hijack a taxi cab. Oh, I know. I, I ordered a cab because I didn't know where my car was, and, and Franklin had to get somewhere, and I didn't want to steal a car. So I ordered a cab and then did that stupid thing, which I, I think we've all done, where when the cab arrived, I accidentally hijacked it. And instead of rather than get into it, you can just get into it, and the driver will take you somewhere. Instead, I, I held down the button for a little too long, and I scared the driver, and he ran off. 
so I, here I, I had a cab that I could drive. So I just started doing cab missions, which you yeah. can do. Um, and one of the fares that I picked up needed to go way the hell out of town up to, uh, I think it's called Grapeseed, uh, which is a, a community way across uh, the map. So I ended up accidentally driving out there as Franklin um, and, and seeing that part of the country first. Um, but, but the now, fare was gigantic, right? You know what? Well, I, it's weird. I uh, I got paid something like like several hundred dollars for doing this. However, one of the reasons that I'm not making a lot of progress with the storyline, and it's fine with me, is that I like going on cab rides. If I see a waypoint somewhere across the map, rather than drive there, because there's no fast travel, as far as I can tell, in Grand Theft Auto V, and I love that about it. If you want to get somewhere, you need to get there. You can't just click somewhere and fast travel. Uh, so you can take a cab, and if you want to pay extra, you can turn the cab ride into fast travel. But you still have to find the cab. You have to call it or whatever. So so there's kind of that in there. But if you just ride normally, uh, I went from uh, like downtown Los Santos all the way up to Sandy Shores, which is where you meet Trevor, which is pretty much the length of the map, and it cost me $40 <laughs> the actual cab ride. Whereas when I did that drive for someone as Franklin, I got paid several hundred dollars. Um, so the point being, it's cheaper to take cabs. You, you don't get, you don't have to pay a cab the same amount that you get paid if you're doing the driving. Who knows oh, what, good. what the deal is with that? Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the gunplay so far? You, you've both had your share of uh, of shooting, I presume. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It feels tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels good. Very uh, Red Dead. I do like, yeah, I definitely like that they did that. Uh, and again, you'll get into a lot of these situations where what should be a fairly modest mission is an enormous massacre. And I think I'm okay with that because that's just the that's just the way the gunplay works. Um, uh, both on the 360, I presume? Oh, 360. I Are we like- friends on the 360, Nick? Because if not, I need to get your. Uh, I, I, I might. I don't know. All right. Anyway, Nick, right. don't be friends with McMaster if you play Pinball FX2 because oh, what geez. he does, he presses, he, he presses his wife into service presses. to to get his Pinball FX2 scores up, and it's absurd. All of the stuff on McMaster's account for Pinball FX2 is basically stolen from his own wife, which is shameful, if you ask me. I mean, it's all uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like Sony is. I'm, I'm suffering a little bit of karma. I feel like Sony has the has gotten the universe to get back at me for playing Grand Theft Auto V on the 360. And here's what happened. Uh, I've I was enjoying playing in my living room. I have a, a fairly decent. It's not expensive or anything, but it's a decent 5.1 channel sound system in there. It's one of the selling points for video gaming in my living room. Uh, as I was playing Grand Theft Auto V the center front channel gave out, which is where most of the dialogue is. And I was doing one of the missions, and one of the characters said something, and he got interrupted for, I didn't understand why, and then suddenly nobody said anything for the rest of the mission. And I was like, well, that's weird. It seems like things were happening that they would comment on. Uh, you know, I'm doing this long stretch of driving, and nobody has anything to say about the mission. Well, okay, that's weird. And as I was going on and playing, I realized nobody was talking, and it turns out my center channel died. So as I was trying to fix it on my little sound receiver... Uh, the rear channels died, and then the subwoofer died. So my and and this sound receiver, guess the company who makes it. 
Microsoft? Sony. Nope. Sony. Sony. Exactly. Yeah. My They're Sony. totally, totally sabotaging it, dude. Exactly. So I am now having to play Grand Theft Auto V and talk about your first world problems. I am now having to play Grand Theft Auto V through my freaking TV speakers. Oh, my God. I know. How do you, Thank you. How do you even that live? I know. me sick. Yep. Yep. And the replacement receiver that I ordered, it takes three to five days to get here. Holy cats. What am I going to do? Not play <laughs> five days or listen to the thing through the stupid TV speakers? It's... Oh. It really I mean, is. Obviously, you're going to listen to it through the speakers. Right, obviously. exactly. Yeah, what am I going to do? Not play? I've got to keep up with my stocks. I've bought so much stock. I have spent literally $300,000 on stocks in Grand Theft Auto V. How can I not follow the price of that and, oh. and check their performance from day to day? Can I not use their website to trade stocks? That's Not to trade. You can follow it, but you can't use it to trade their little iPhone app. You, which you can use to train Chop, the dog. Um, again, I don't think he does anything. I love that they put a dog in there, and I was thinking, oh, it's like Fable, and the dog's going to help me in combat, and the dog's going to be used for missions. And after the first mission where you meet him and he does something, he's just been sitting there. And I take him out for walks every now and then, and I throw the ball, and I'm thinking maybe I can use him in a, in a mission or something. Nope. He just sits at home, and I can train him if I want, and I'm guessing I get nothing from it. Uh, but as far as I know, McMaster, you cannot buy and sell stocks online. You have to be in the game world. That sucks, because I'd be doing it right now. Do you guys know about the two different markets? Like, do they explain that in the game? Because I actually read about it. The PR fellow had to explain this to me. Like, there's uh, the, the Liberty City Exchange, and then there's whatever Boss Act stands for. The uh, What does that stand for? It's, uh, so do you know the difference between those two? Uh, no. Explain. So there's, so there's one stock exchange that is... All companies uh, that's that's only influenced by basically the single-player game. As you play the storyline, certain events happen in the game that affect the prices. Um, And some of these you can't – that's actually how I made a fair amount of money. Some of these it's pretty obvious. Uh, You're even told, and by the way, this mission might affect the stock price. So you can – buy or sell appropriately, and then do the mission, and then benefit from what you've done. That's that's pretty awesome. And that is very cool. It's only single player, and it's gated to the storyline. I presume there's some minor fluctuation outside of that, but that's the Liberty City Exchange. But then Bossack, which is the, the, the online dynamic exchange, is all based on what players are doing, like what kind of weapons they're buying, what kind of cars are being destroyed, there are even like utilities companies and heavy industries, and I don't know how they decide what player activities influence those, um, but all of those are based on Rockstar's servers tracking player data. Um, so it's been fascinating to follow which ones of those. For whatever reason, Beta Pharmaceuticals, which, I don't know, maybe is that health kits? I don't know what would determine that, but had a huge astronomical increase in the opening hours of the game and has since been plummeting. Um, so, yeah, so I have no idea why that is. I bought a lot of st- stock in firearms thinking, well, yeah, everybody's going to get into the game and buy a gun. Um, and no, that's just been dropping off. I'm taking a bath with the stupid firearms companies. Um, why exactly in the crew hierarchy am I, we all muscle? You haven't promoted me to commissioner or lieutenant or anything, man. Oh, yeah, 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 right. McMaster, I meant to demote you to coffee boy and to promote mm-hmm. Nick to uh, Vice Poobah. So. Sweet! 
let me get online and I'll fix that later. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, right. Actually, I do know the answer to that, McMaster. So our crew, the crew system is something that they introduced, uh, or at least they fleshed it out more with Max Payne 3. And that's where we got most of our current crew is when McMaster, you and I, and some other folks were playing Max Payne 3. Uh, since we stopped playing Max Payne 3, they introduced the hierarchies. So the reason that that's not something that's currently a part of the crew is it was only introduced after we'd stopped paying attention to the crew. But now that it's uh, you know part of Grand Theft Auto 5, and especially when Grand Theft Auto Online comes out October 1st, uh, I'll, I'll definitely muck with that some. Good. So, all right. So uh, let's see. So there's our, our preliminary Grand Theft Auto 5 time. Um, We'll, we'll talk more about it next week. I'm particularly keen to talk about some of the, the story beats. Nick, you posted a thread about a particular mission, which I find absolutely fascinating, um, involving – and it, so I'll just say this. It involves torture. Um, is this something that people are talking and posting about? Like, is that common knowledge as well? Uh, I, well, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz about it, but uh, apparently some people didn't know, and they were a little, you know, <laughs> they were a little angry about it. So I, well, no, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't. Know I don't know anything about it, so don't talk. Yeah, I, I don't mean in that thread. I just mean at like places like Kutaku. For instance, you you linked Nick to a, a piece on Eurogamer, which I assume talked more in depth about it. Is that right? Yes, very much so, so. So other sites are basically talking about it and posting articles about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I want to talk some about that if you guys get to it, because um, uh, without giving too much away, I feel like it's a, a counterpart to what Activision and Infinity Ward tried to do with a mission called No Russian. No Russian. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, No Russian, I, I feel, was... was uh, correctly heckled and called out as being just sort of stupid and shallow and superficial and gross. Um, this, I can see people leveling the same charges, but I feel very differently about this part of, of Grand Theft Auto V. Um, so I want to talk some about that next week. Uh, I can't wait to talk more about Trevor, if you guys would hurry up and freaking meet him already, um, and some of the activities. It, it's, it's absolutely almost absurd, but in a good way, how many activities they fold into the game over time. Uh, you know, here I am, 30 hours in, and I'm still discovering just absurd amounts of content in this thing. Uh, it, it's it's really it. it I, as I mentioned somewhere, I think I played I've played Red Dead Redemption for literally years, and I feel like Grand Theft yeah. Auto V is very much that same kind of game. So yeah, I'm really want to see the online. I, I I gotta say, McMaster, I'm a little bit glad that it's not coming out until October 1st. Because yeah. given what I've heard about what they're doing, I feel like I need a couple of weeks with it just in the single-player mode before, before possibly yeah. be swept up in this thing. Dude, I feel yeah, you on absolutely. that one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also – go ahead, Nick. Sorry. No, no. I, I was just agreeing. Like I, 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 I'm super glad that I, I don't have to split my attention between single-player yeah. and multiplayer right now. Just, yeah, let me concentrate on this. And especially, as much as I didn't like Max Payne 3's single player, man, I just thought they nailed the multiplayer. And That's Master, right. I feel the same way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, given the multiplayer in Red Dead Redemption and Max Payne 3, and given how they're clearly doing this as the next step in that kind of multiplayer, uh, I'm just really excited at what they're going to do. Um, now, the, the Max Payne multiplayer, you guys played it on console, correct? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. See, 
on PC, I, it just didn't take off. Oh, as in there wasn't much of a community, or just yeah, like yeah. like the PC guys, like they tore through Max Payne, and then it was done. <laughs> yeah, 360 has a huge community for that kind of thing, though. And I wonder, it felt, because I, I fiddled with Max Payne a little bit on the PC, it felt very different trying to play that game with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, I don't mean to resurrect that old argument, but there are certain games where uh, it it just seems like it, it either loses something or it becomes too easy once you introduce a mouse and keyboard. Uh, yeah. I actually kind of feel that way about Saints Row, by the way. Um, I mean, I've Saints been Row- playing it on console. I did buy it uh, on Steam because I wanted to get back. <laughs> it's important that you have those priorities straight, McMaster. Dude, I love me some Johnny Get. What am I gonna say? You know, I can't lie to you. He's got to be. I, uh, he's got to be one of my least favorite characters in Saints Row. What's the big deal? <laughs> he's incredibly obnoxious. That's the whole point of Johnny Get. He's the most ridiculous character ever. I just can't separate him from Daniel Day Kim on Lost. I'm playing Johnny Get, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Lost voice actor. I don't think Daniel Day Kim ever like murdered like a hundred thousand people just for chuckles <laughs> like basically Johnny Cat did so I, I can separate them. It's so good for me. <laughs> I I listen to Johnny Gat, the Daniel Day Kim voice, and I think, wait, why is why is he acting like this? And you know, it's it's hard for me to separate. I guess we can all agree that uh Johnny Gat is no Kinsey. No, no, Kenzie is okay. uh, something else. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll talk more in depth uh, about Grand Theft Auto V next week once you guys have made a little progress. I know Brandon Kukowski Schnell is going to join us. He is a huge uh, Grand Theft Auto guy, and I think he comes with a bit more street cred than any. Not a Diablo guy. You know? No, he's never. I think his first experience with that was Diablo Three on the console, which. Oh. Uh, God, yeah, I don't think he'd ever. I, yeah, he wouldn't have known an Amazon from uh, a barbarian. That, that poor oh, guy. God, that's yeah, rough. he probably didn't understand anything about like why is some loot colored blue? The words are blue, and some of the words are white. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff was new to him. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I, I just didn't want to say anything while he was here. To, I didn't want to yeah, you know, you got to be. You got, the community has to be welcoming to the noobs. Right. I, I think that's an important thing. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> if there's one thing I am, it's welcoming. That that I can say about you, McMaster. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, then let's. Uh, and while I, while we give you guys some time to play more Grand Theft Auto, and while I do a lot more triathloning and mandates and dog training and other things that won't progress me one whit in the storyline, let's instead talk about our games of the week this week. Uh, McMaster, why don't you uh, let's just get this League of Legends talk out of the way? Why don't you tell us how League of Legends is your game of the week for this week? God, I really want to. Um, <laughs> but no, my game of the week this week is uh, by a little fellow named Peter Molyneux and his uh, company, 22 Cans. Uh, I started playing the beta for, uh, is it Goddess or is it Godus? I mean, is it, or is it like the Scotus? Um, yeah, when you say Godus, I think of Scotus or Potus. Yeah, or that's what I keep thinking of, yeah. And if you say Goddess, I feel like you're just saying the feminine version of God. like right. God's, uh, But it's spelled G-O-D-U-S. Maybe you should say that. Okay, so... D-U-S, yeah. Um, it's a new God game that was Kickstarter funded, and uh, whoever tapped the final tap on that what-is-it-cube thing gets a uh, direct influence and part of the... Uh, I guess, uh, income from the game, mm-hmm. which is uh, depressing. 
So. Why is that depressing? Because it wasn't me. Oh, I see. <laughs> I can understand. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but you uh, play a god that has no direct effect on the actual people, of course. You can't click a unit and tell it where to go. Um, it's um, If you've ever played any of uh, Mr. Malinu's, uh games uh, that involve a god, then you're probably going to be relatively familiar with how that works. But... Uh, the way it starts, at least this uh, this time, it took me a few minutes because I thought, am I missing something or something? Because it starts and there's like a really small sphere of influence on this island. You got two people, and they're like hammering away at this rock. And I can't do anything. I can move stuff around like a little bit, but I can't make it to where they could build a house, which is kind of the whole idea, you know, to get people to create more people, etc. McMaster, it sounds like you're a terrible god. Yeah, well, yeah, shut up. And um, <laughs> so eventually uh, I clicked the rock a few times and it exploded. And then they built a house and we uh, the circle of influence increased, et cetera, et cetera. But the, uh, the way it goes is uh, you, you build more people, you have more belief, and as you gain more followers, your circle of influence grows. Etc. Etc. Um, what is a bit different uh, about this game is that it has a weird kind of card game behind it. Ooh, McMaster, you just made me interested. Yeah. Um, you have this big book for collectible cards. Right. So, what kind of? You're not a god. You're a, you're a god who collects. Who's playing a CCG? Yeah, maybe something like that. No, it's not exactly a CCG. Okay. It's uh, you have four. I'm trying to think because I, you know, I, I I'm not 100 clear on this, and I don't think they are either. This is a beta. Um, so, uh, and, and when you load the game, it says this is about 40 percent of what we're planning on. So, um, you know, so there you have it. But you have this uh, card book, and uh, to advance through the different ages, you have to fill out four different like areas like science and uh, you know social all this kind of stuff and different and cards you, go in different areas right I and love this uh, yeah. it's actually kind of awesome and uh, how do you get cards you get cards by there a treasure chest hidden all over the land but you can also uh, and you have to dig them up basically using your your points to like move around terrain and stuff um, or you can play multiplayer games uh, where you you know ha- have like a certain amount of time to destroy your enemy or to mine such and such or whatever, and uh, it's basically just a god versus a god in a really small arena. But you gain uh, you gain cards that way, and uh, and you use the, the, these cards are, are resources. So like say for instance you have something in science, it might require. Four buffalo skin, or four animal hides, and four such and such, whatever. You know, several different, there's a ton of different components. And if you get those, then it'll fill that up, and the card gets activated, and you get a bonus. Once you fill up a page, uh, you go to the next age, and it, you become a touch more advanced. And as you go through, you also can make discoveries of special cards uh, that don't fit into there. Like, you'll in treasure chest, you'll uh, you'll get a random card that says something like you know a diff you know uh, better building materials for a house, uh, so that you get more 
income out of it, and you can get more followers out of it. Uh, and then you have to use resources to build those, but that gives you that perk. Um, and it's a... Uh, so far, I, I really like it. You know, uh, I sat down to mess with it for like a few minutes and played for like six hours. So uh, I'm I'm impressed. Um, and are you a disembodied hand or something? What, how do you? Uh, what you're, are you just a camera view? Well, you, you're a camera view for the most part. But uh, what they do that's that's kind of cool is you unlock different god powers as you go. Uh, the standard one is just kind of moving stuff around. Like you can, uh, you know, dig and, uh, and build, et cetera, et cetera, drag coastlines. Um, you know, you're trying to make flat land, unpopulated land for your people to build on, basically. So, Very populous, right? Right. Uh, the next power you get is a beacon to tell your dudes to go to it. Very, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> those are, you know, those two are the standards. You can activate and deactivate the beacon. Then after that, you can like do stuff like make town centers, and town centers make roads for certain areas all around, and it creates a lot more god power kind of income. Uh, and with that, you uh, you know, it also makes your guys move faster on the roads, of course, um, uh, that kind of thing. Then, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, McMaster. I want you to explain something to me. <laughs> Why? So this does sound fascinating. Uh, you know, Peter Molyneux can be erratic, but I, uh, he does some interesting, fascinating things. Explain to me, why are you playing a game that's only 40% done? Uh, like what's, what's the appeal? And I just, I, maybe I'm the weirdo here, but I, why would you want to fiddle with that rather than wait for it to be finished? Because uh, it's, <laughs> it's there. I like that answer. That's a fair point. I, I mean, that really is it. I don't have much more beyond that. Um, I, I'm really obsessed with trying out new things, and whenever it comes to something like uh, one of his games, I have to know. I mean, because honestly, I, I, Black and White was a disappointment because of the hype. I mean, it wasn't a great game. Uh, it was more of an AI simulation, but uh, it, it was really just kind of a big letdown because of the hype. And I, like, you know, I may not have liked everything in the Fable games, but I mean, the man's got a pretty good track record. You know, I mean, it's not so like he's kind of too many bombs. Right? And this is kind of a way to get in before the hype, I guess. Right, and you know, honestly, with the whole uh, beta thing, you usually get a discount when if you purchase it early. You know, but you don't so. have to play it yet. You can just purchase it early and wait for it to get done. Right, uh, you know, and I like I said, I may do that. Uh, I'm, I may put it down for a while after I've explored what they have so far, but it, it it's really entrancing. It has it, oh god, I feel so stupid uh, admitting this. But uh, let me guess. Hold on, can I guess what you're about to admit? Sure. You can dress up your villagers in pretty clothes and like pink dresses and stuff, and you have spent a lot of time finessing the clothes that your villagers wear. Is that what you're about to confess? No. Oh, I don't know why I thought that. Never mind. Carry on. No, I know oh, that exactly. would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, you may be able to. I have no idea. Uh, but as your as your realm of influence expands, you can find these altars and idols and stuff, and you can you, your guys will go to them and start working on them, and they often take a while. Uh, in fact, uh, some of them expand your realm of influence, and that's the only way you can get more mm-hmm. area. So. I know where you're going. Uh, Go ahead. I'll bet I, I know found, what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. 
Can I guess? I doubt you. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's what you're going to confess. You're going to right. confess that you left it running overnight, and you basically let the villagers play the game and unlock all the stuff for you while you were away. Is that what you're going to confess? And furthermore, that you did it for the Steam cards. Uh, no, that would be Sim Ant. You're you're confusing this with Sim Ant. You can't Can you just do that sit in- there. Okay. That was that was the complaint I'd always heard leveled, and uh, I don't know if I ever I had cement for God knows why, but um, uh, it was like the oh God, but uh, okay. So what's your could, confession? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, God, way to go, Tom. <laughs> um, so they build up. They build can up. I guess, this, can, uh, I, to make, can I make one more guess at what your confession? Right, is? One more. One more. That when you play Godus or Goddess. The, your favorite music that you like to listen to is is various Backstreet Boys songs. Is that what you were going to confess to us? No, I don't consider that a confession. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, you you do that with more pride. of a personal choice, right? Um, <laughs> no, uh, so we, they build up this idol, uh-huh. this big idol, and uh-huh. it, it's like a battle of the gods. So I click on it. And this chat box comes up, and it's got this other user, Amanda or Amy or something. And it's like, oh, I've never done one of these before. You want to give this a shot and all this stuff? And I'm like, okay. I can't figure out where the hell to type, right? So I'm just like, whatever, let's go. So I play, and I, like, beat the hell out of her. And then, like, she's like, oh, hey, you want to play again? You know, I can play again before my dad gets home. And I'm like, oh, oh. this has got to be, like, some small kid. So we play again. I beat the hell out of her. I almost tried to throw it, but uh, then it kicked in. You know, it always kicks in, um, where I just have to murder. And uh, after that, uh, she kept talking to me, and I was like, you know, this is weird. I can't find a damn chat box. So I go and look. It's an artificial intelligence. <laughs> they put in the game teach you how to to play the multiplayer and she keeps introducing you to other artificial intelligences and that's kind of weird little kid it's the weird little kid milo from the tech demo (laughs) it's a amy yeah so it's like really freaking weird so uh yeah i got fooled by that it felt bad for beating the hell out of the easy ai that's now, awesome. <laughs> I want you now, McMaster, to ask yourself, how many times did you think you were playing an online game and it was actually bots and you just hadn't figured that out yet? I think really that time. Have you ever, McMaster, I just want you to consider, is it possible that you have never actually played League of Legends online with other people? Is that, is that, I just want you to consider for a second, you don't have to answer right now, mm-hmm. but just over the coming days, think about maybe if you just hadn't figured out how to go online with that game yet and you've only been playing with bots. I don't know. I don't. I didn't know that Riot, Riot had the technology to know that it hurts when you call someone a stupid fat faggot. <laughs> but apparently they do. If that's the reality. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So goddess, goddess, G O D U S. Uh, not done yet. Forty percent finished. Uh, is it the sort of thing where they're saying it'll be out later this year or next year? Or do we know? I believe it'll be like uh, spring next year. I think. Okay. I think, uh, or tomorrow. I'm no. thinking tomorrow. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, you know what? It's a I, good. It's sixty percent. I, I I don't even care that it's not done. I just love the fact that McMaster failed a Turing test with it. <laughs> I I, yeah. I that, that Amy kid. I'm gonna get her. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like, first I thought, oh, well, this is weird, so whatever. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, okay, well, if she wants to play, fine. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, dominating. And then, of course, I realized there's no chat box. All right, very good, McMaster. Thought you were beating <sighs> up on a little girl. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Uh, so now you'll be going back to League of Legends? Oh, I mean, obviously. Um <laughs> What else am I going to do? Um, I'll tell you what you could do. The Coyote Cross-Country Triathlon in Grand Theft Auto V. I can do both. Yeah. But it's bugged, and it'll wipe out his save game. Actually, you know what? It's only bugged, McMaster, if you've maxed out your stamina. I want you to have to play that half-hour abomination, managing <laughs> your stamina. Yeah, without yeah. full stamina, having to wait for it to... Because to, I literally was doing... Like, I could read Google News or whatever on my iPad while just going tap, tap, tap. Every now and then I had to steer uh, Franklin, but for the most part, it, it's a complete non... There's, there's nothing to it if your stamina is maxed out. So, McMaster, I want you to do that before someone's stamina maxes out. Take Michael on the Coyote Cross-Country Triathlon. You know, it's, like, too bad. I almost wonder if, if you can do like I did in, in uh Oblivion, where I just kind of took like a rubber band or a hair band and wrapped it around my 360 controller and <laughs> just kind of snuck into a corner while a dude slept for, I don't know, two, three hours while I was out doing stuff. <laughs> if it was a straight line, you probably could, but I think Rockstar has your number because they make you turn and change and there, there's various waypoints that you actually do have to follow. The swimming That's portion not- early on, where it's just straight across the, uh, whatever that inland lake is, uh, that you could maybe set up with a rubber band, McMaster. But once you're bicycling oh. and running, no such luck. Uh, All right, so Nick Diamond, what do you then have for us for your game of the week? And if it's what it is, if it's what I think it is, I have questions for you. If it's not what I think it is, I still have questions for you. I have answers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so my game of the week is Amnesia, a machine for pigs. Yeah. That's not what I thought it was. So I will. Do you want your questions before or after you talk about Amnesia? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let, let, let's go with the other one because I think I know what the other one is too. Well, in that case, I'll have questions for you. Okay. All let's as go with well, that are different. Because <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of, then it's another game like McMaster's that is not actually finished but has been officially released. And it begins with the same letter as the one that you just picked. Yes. Right. So you know what? Let's talk about talk about both of them. Which one would you say though, if you if you were pressed for game of the week because you were enjoying it, which one would you pick? Anus Tart. Is that the game? <laughs> <laughs> McMaster, once again, uh, a little Arrested Development reference. Always appreciated. Sorry. Thrown in. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick between, so the other game uh, that we're talking about is Arma Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if yeah. I had to choose between the two. Uh, for game of the week, uh, I, I would still pick Amnesia, a machine for pigs. So let's have some brief Arma 3 Q&A before we talk about Amnesia. Then, Okay. Uh, here's my question for you, Nick Diamond. Dude, what's your deal? There, here's my question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, I know, jerk. Yeah. I mean, I you you have way more Arma time than than me, and it seems like a game you definitely have appreciated in the past. Uh, I always get frustrated. You know, the fact that Arma Three doesn't have a single player campaign means 
pretty much that I'm out. Um, but it seems like you of all people would be able to enjoy just more Arma, better tech, and the developers basically saying, you know what, we're not going to mess with a campaign at this point. Um, I thought they were going to release one. Oh, eventually, right, right, eventually. But as far as it being released now. But I would have guessed, Nick, that you would be the perfect guy to be an Arma 3 apologist, despite the lack of a single-player campaign. Um. Um, I So, uh, the lack of a single-player campaign, I don't... I guess I don't really miss it personally because uh, previous Arma campaigns were, uh, I'll say, glitchy at best. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they were terrible. I, I think you know they they could be interesting in their own way. But the issue with Arma is you're always dealing with uh, it's a, a giant sandbox battlefield, um, and they always want to try to make it seem like there's a whole war going on around you so you've got a lot of dynamic battles and things going on around you which is great uh for you know ambience and if you know if you decide in the middle of the mission well f it i'm just going to go across the hill and see what's over there um Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty interesting the problem is of course uh since everything's just a tiny bit randomized with the ai and the ai is just a little glitchy um You'll have situations where, you know, if you decide to do the campaign mission correctly and stick with it, you know, you could be doing it uh, and, you know, you're following your squad or your fire team and you're, you're, you're wiping out baddies and you're, you're setting up the debt charges or whatever you're supposed to be doing, reconning a village. Um, and then out of nowhere, a helicopter will just crash in the middle of the village and kill everyone. <laughs> and, you know, and it wasn't planned. <laughs> it's just, well, there happened to be a helicopter going by, and you know, one of the enemy AI shot it down, and it just crashed in the middle of your unit. Uh, which is just one of those things you have to deal with, right? That can sometimes be kind of funny, right? If if you've played Skyrim a lot, it's kind of funny to get those crazy bugs that, and glitches every now and then. That happened to me in Grand Theft Auto Five earlier today. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the all the dynamic stuff that happens is actually kind of funny sometimes. Um, it's also realistic, by the way. That could happen in real life. Sure, sure. <laughs> you oh, can have all sorts of stuff go sideways yeah. in the middle of a battle, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I, I sort of miss the single player campaign. I, I, I don't. I guess I don't lament it not being there right now because mm-hmm. I, I think, Bohemia Interactive probably needs the time i don't i certainly don't think they're lying when they say they need the time uh i I think they do uh the problem is that right now even as a sandbox uh kind of editor toolbox with a few showcase missions thrown in it's very sparse as far as content you mean as far as things to do it has really not much to do um, if you're going to fire up that editor, uh, other than a very basic, you know, here's my squad of dudes, I'm going to set up a squad of enemy guys here, and I'm going to walk towards them and start shooting them, uh, you're going to have to learn some scripting. Mm-hmm. So just despite what they say in the advertising about it being easy to use, y- you really need to know the scripting. You're going to have to do a lot of forum uh, lurking and copy-pasting into other, from other people's modules uh, if you want to do anything like that. Well, um, am I actually going to have to learn scripting, or am I just going to have to twiddle my thumbs for maybe a week or so 
and wait for other people to learn it and post it for me to download. Like, is that also, isn't that a viable way to approach it? Well, yeah, that is actually a viable way to do it. Uh, the, the other issue, though, is that it's very light on the, uh, you know, Grognards would know it as the order of battle. Um, oh. Just the equipment uh, choices you have are very light. There's, there's one tank for each side. What? Uh, one main battle tank for each side, one tracked uh, infantry fighting vehicle for each side, a wheeled uh, infantry, you know, transport, APC, uh, and then your, you know, all-terrain vehicle, Humvee-type vehicle. And that's the thing. It's all in the future. So this is all either completely made-up equipment or based on prototype equipment that you know either didn't make it into service or it's very limited in service like the the merc of a tank for whatever reason in the in the arma 3 universe all of nato now uses the merc of a yeah, israeli tank yeah because i recall arma 2 having such a, a generous breadth of hardware uh it seemed like that was a big selling point just right there, there's so much like almost hardware porn yeah of. yeah there's a ton of it there's a ton of it there's in fact when arma 2 launched uh, there were 22 separate uh, vehicle platforms, and, and then each platform could have had, you know, three, four variants. Right. So it had a lot. Uh, Arma 3, uh, like I said, it's one of each. There's three sides. Uh, there's like a, you know, the, your your NATO forces. There's the evil uh, triumvirate. Of Doom, which is like the Chinese and the Iranians and somebody else teamed up. Those, <laughs> uh, and then and then you have the you know the Greek uh, armed forces. Although you know for political reasons uh, and legal reasons, they are you know not the Greek forces. They're the, the you know the the I forget what they even call them. The AAF. Was it one of the Bohemia Interactive developers arrested in Greece, by the way? Yes. For, yeah, yeah. Okay. Two of them were. Okay. Two of them were. They they got out, or they're they're free, but uh, I guess they still have legal uh, issues pending with that whole. So these are not the Greeks. It's a Greek-like force. Correct. Right. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> it is a Greek-like force, but apparently, uh, twenty years in the future, they have equipment that is equivalent or better than all of NATO or oh. China. I don't know. So Greece seems to be doing very well for us. Yeah, Greece apparently a had a force huge, of <laughs> huge recovery. Good. <laughs> Good uh-huh. and That's then a course, force of Greek-like power. <laughs> very disappointingly, and this is this is the thing that even you know, like the hardcore Arma fans, um, who are you know a pretty prickly kind of picky bunch guys. Uh, there's only one fixed-wing aircraft in the game. Oh. And it's a trainer jet. <laughs> Wait, one for each race or one for one shared each race? There, no, there is <laughs> <laughs> race faction. I don't know. What do you call them? It's there's the people. <laughs> I'm thinking I've got Starcraft on the brain, McMaster. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The Protoss. <laughs> so yeah, the everybody... Protoss have an awesome thing. They've got way better fixed-wing aircraft, too. Uh, but everybody in Arma 3 shares a trainer aircraft? Like, that's the only <laughs> airplane that they all have amongst themselves? It's, it's a one, loner. It's one model that they use in the game. Okay. Uh, and they painted it differently, one for NATO and one for uh, the 
the evil guys, CSAT or whatever. I, 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 Iranian. CSAT. Yeah, I, I don't know. They got, you know what? And their symbol looks like the, uh, the bad guys from, uh, Crisis. I wouldn't even know who that is. I'm racking my brain. Who are the people? Yeah, I'm having a hard time with that one myself. I, I love that you know that, though, Nick. Uh, well, I don't know their name, but they got that, you know, the weird, like, it's like a triangle, and then it's split in three, and it's got the weird, you know, curls in it or whatever. It's 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 very, you look at it, and you go, yeah, those guys are evil. Okay, right. Some you know, aliens uh, made that. You can tell from their iconography they're the bad guys. It's always their handwriting. They're the bad guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's a nicely modeled jet. It, it flies really well, does whatever it's supposed to, but... You know, it's a little disappointing, right? But really, both both sides share the same jet for some reason, and it's just the one jet at this point. So does this then maybe force players, because now as a game, I presume, its main value is to jump into multiplayer servers, and a lot of the servers will run mods and unique game types and whatnot. So is maybe a side effect of this that it's way more infantry-focused than it used to be? Well... Uh, that's the other thing. Right now, there are a lot of issues with multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. So not just and not just you know dearth of content, but there are technical issues with multiplayer. People are. Uh, it, it's very hard to get into a multiplayer game of Arma Three right now and not wind up with like ten to fifteen, maybe even lower frames per second. Hmm. I actually booted it up and jumped into a server because there's nothing to do single player, like you said, and realized that before I spent any time with this, I was going to have to play that that uh, it's almost like a prologue to an Arma game or it's a separate sub game almost. The game called "What Are You Going to Sacrifice to Get a Better Frame Rate?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's all about going through the menu with the options. And I realized before I could do anything meaningful with Arma Three, I was going to have to play that game, and I didn't feel like playing that game, so I shut it right back down. Um, <laughs> Smart move. Yeah, the best move is not to play. Not to play. Uh, all right. Well, uh, but do you have much hope for it? Is in terms of down the line when people start adding mods to it, when the campaign is added. Uh, is DayZ going to have anything to do with Arma 3? Uh, what, what are its prospects in the, in the future? Well, uh, so DayZ, as far as I know, is, is, you know, they're split off on their own thing now. Dean Hall is using, it's sort of a hybrid engine now. It's between Arma 2, Arma 3. Uh, it's the, you know, DayZ kind of branch off. Um, and he, he's already said that he's not going to be able to incorporate some things from Arma 3 that, you know, the Arma 3 guys have improved, like, you know, the actual shooting mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting is, I, I, w- I will have to admit, the shooting, the actual basic infantry stuff is a lot better in Arma 3 than from Arma 2. Uh, and Bohemia did announce that they're going to release the Arma 2 uh, assets to the community. Uh, and let That means them, all the, the vehicles and... Yeah. and- Weapons, okay. And, and let them do what they need to do to get them into Arma 3, which, uh, I, you know, when that happens, I think it'll be much a much better situation. Hold on, is that really how they're phrasing it? Is we're just going to let you have the stuff from Arma 2, you figure out how to get it into Arma 3? Yes. Yeah, in fact, in their statement, the, the, in, the, in the announcement, um, and it was like the, 
the president of the company was just talking about, you know, how great the launch has been and everything, you know, the PR fluff piece, whatever. Right. And it was just a little blurb in there where he said, you know, hey, we're going to have more details about this. But, uh, you know, we looked at it and y- y- fixing up all the Arma 2 assets and putting them into Arma 3 is just it's just going to be, you know, unfeasible for us. But we're totally fine with letting the community do it. So we're going to work out the details and let let you know more. <laughs> as part of their company line, as far as the what a lot of us, what a lot of folks would see as a dearth of content in terms of the vehicles and the hardware, is part of the company line. Hey, we're going to be adding more stuff over the life of the game. They have been very careful and very coy about not committing. Okay. Uh, to a lot that there must be plans for dlc because they sold a package as part of their early access package was uh, like one of the things was like the super deluxe package where you would get the base game and then any dlc they release for free a season's pass sort of deal sort of deal yeah so i i you know you assume and i mean the way arma 2 did it there was dlc so i assume there must be dlc in the works for arma 3 um but they've been very coy about uh admitting or talking about the fact that they may or may not add free stuff to arma 3 to kind of bump up the content beyond that campaign right okay do we know when Daisy as a standalone retail package will be available? Uh, I do not. I, I don't know if there's a date for that. I think that's a when it's done situation. Right. Uh, McMaster, I'm going to play some Arma 3 anyway. I'm just going to check it out some. I need you to join me. What we're going to do, McMaster, oh, yes. is <laughs> we're going to hop into a server. You might need to jot some of these notes down. This is important. We're going to hop right. onto a server, uh, McMaster. Write this down. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, there's probably a place we're going to have to reach, and it's kind of going to be a long way off, and it's going to be across open terrain. <laughs> what I need you to do, McMaster, is just run out right. towards where we're going to go, uh, and I need to check to see if you get shot before I go there. So, can you right, do that I'm for me? Just right down. So, run just right, out run out where Tom points. Yeah, run to where Tom points, and and do, like, be sure to like hit. Sh- Right. If you get okay. shot, I know. Right. <clears throat> that I can't go that way. Yeah, I'll and try to find a way to fall in the direction of. I'll try well, to point I'll, as I die. Yeah, point. You could. Uh, you could just send me an email because I. I don't know if I'll be listening to you on voice chat. I might have something else going at that point. But uh, <laughs> sure. What What I need you to do is, when you're going in that direction, make yourself very visible. We're going to try to mod some sort of like bright red outfit for you. Um, okay. There's no There's no jump button as far as I know. But we're going to try to rig your character model where you can like wave your hands a lot, so that that way you'll flush out any snipers. Um, and right, McMaster, right, okay. if you do that for me, you'll get an achievement on this Arma page that I'm setting up for you, and it's going to be oh, called yeah. McMaster's Arma Achievements. The first one will be <clears> worth <throat> ten McMaster points, and it's for getting shot ten times by snipers that don't kill Tom Chick. Just so you know, that sounds good. That's okay, going to be a GeoCities. It's a GeoCities page, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it'll have a great retro look to it because I don't know a lot of like web design, as everyone knows oh. from from the appearance oh. of Quarters of Three over the years. Uh, but it'll be functional, and your achievement can exist there, McMaster. So that does sound pretty sweet. Animated GIF, I hope. Maybe a screaming skull or a cool rose or something. 
And there will be MIDI music that plays when you log on, too. Just just your name with sparkles, McMaster. Your name <laughs> with that, sparkles. Hey, that works, too. <laughs> uh, McMaster, have you done much Arma? Arma-in? Uh, I tried to play Arma, too, um, but at the time, my video card wasn't liked by it, and trees started falling through the ground, and crazy shit kept <laughs> happening, so I just kind of <laughs> gave up on it. I mean, I played a little bit of DayZ, but... If you're on a server that's been up for a while, you're just kind of like, hey, look, there's nothing here. Oh, and there's zombies eating me. You know, it's, it's so, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, oh, hey, you, someone shot me. Yeah, I have no idea yeah, who or where he was, or yeah, now he's going to take all my beans. As I'm sure you can attest, Nick, like, uh, once you get Arma to play nice, Arma 2 specifically, to play nice with your system, and once you resign yourself to some of those glitches, uh, just as a sandbox, I have a lot of fond memories of, I don't remember if this was a player script or if it was an officially supported uh, game mode, but there was a way in Arma 2 that you could have it dynamically generate missions for you. And you yes. would just run around with a squad, and sometimes it would be like, go destroy this village, now go blow up these vehicles, now go defend this airbase. And it's, it's, you're just a, a dude with his buddies and a map, and you're just running around doing these missions. Uh, and I just remember how gratifying that was. Uh, That's pretty and cool. I'm, and I'm looking forward to Arma 3 at some point having support for that kind of dynamic mission stuff, that you just run around in an open map and, and do the different missions. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, Steam Workshop uh, mods that people have uploaded that that do that already. For Arma 3? Yeah, for Arma 3. Yeah, oh yeah, there, there's already a ton of mods on the Steam Wait, Workshop. Wait, in which case we get back to my original question to you, Nick, which was, dude, what's your deal? <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think I said this in the forum, I dearly love Arma 3. Three and I, I love the series. I, right. I I love it because it's the only game like it right. that that you can get out there. Right? If you want that, you know, there's right now there's there's three options for you. Right? There's you can grab an Arma game if uh-huh. you want this kind of gameplay. Uh, you can look at the uh, Operation uh, Flashpoint. It's the not the original, but the you know those. The, weird, the latest ones, right? Yeah, the weird follow-on run. Not as great, but not terrible, you know, but but it's similar as far right. as the single-player gameplay. Uh, and then your other one is to go ahead and drop uh, a few hundred thousand dollars on uh, the actual virtual battlefield simulator that Bohemia Interactive sells to world armies. Where can I get this? Can I... Can I... <laughs> Will they will they take used copies of Tony Hawk Ride in exchange? Because I have two of those in the garage. I would trade them both copies of Tony Hawk Ride if they would let me play that game. Well, you're gonna have to have a couple. Of, uh, you're gonna have to have a couple of cool Steam cards to trade too. I don't think I have that. Rats. Yeah, see, I know you don't have any of those. <laughs> man. Uh, all right, so Arma Three uh, down down the road, maybe in a few months. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. Um, Right. Yeah, I would I would definitely say wait. If you, right. if you're not a Arma fanatic, uh, you should probably wait. Now I think we decided that was not your game of the week. So now I don't have questions because <laughs> I think you'll talk about it. Tell us about your game of the week, which I I made a little bit of progress with. I'm curious to hear what you think of it and uh, how far along you are with this. Uh, Arma or not Arma? Uh, Amnesia Machine for Pigs. Uh, done with it. Ah. Uh, 
Uh, I, I won't spoil it for anyone. Uh, it is... I, I liked it. Um, it. It's very different, though, from the original Amnesia Dark Descent. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, as far as the opinions I've seen on it, um, I, I think that is really the uh, dividing line. If you're, oh, is it some people just wanted more like if you, hiding? If you into it, right. thinking you're getting more Dark Descent, then you're going to be very disappointed because that's not what this is. So tell us a bit about how it's different. I know Dark Descent had the insanity mechanic, and there was a lot of hiding and running around and doing puzzles and collecting keys and whatnot. Uh, what did they do this time that's different? So there is none of that in A Machine for Pigs. Uh, there is uh, no insanity mechanic. Um, anytime your vision blurs or, you, you know, you get the deep breathing, it's a scripted event. So it's it's part of the progress in the game. It's scripted. It will happen once. Uh, usually it's some shocking revelation or whatever. Um, they're uh, looking at monsters isn't going to make you go... You know, crazy. Uh, staying in the dark isn't going to make you go crazy. There's no inventory. Um, so any puzzles are just right there in the environment. Uh, y- usually the whatever puzzle pieces are very close together, so it's not something you have to wander around forever. Um, I would say the levels are at a lot more linear because it is a lot more story-driven. Um, and uh, I-, I would also say that if if you've read any of the forum comments about it anywhere online, uh, you're going to have some goofballs that say that there's a huge twist. There's no twist. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's there's, kind of a twist. Yeah, there's no twist. There's no twist. I, I, I don't. I, I, I have no idea what the people are talking about when they talk about the gigantic revelation twist thing. I like. What are you talking about? It's all right there. Uh, when you now that you've gotten through it and you're sort of looking at it as an overall narrative, uh, did it remind you of any other games or movies? Without necessarily saying why, like was there anything where you're like, oh, this is like A, B, or C? Uh, well, I mean, obviously it, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Chinese room's previous game, uh, <laughs> Dear Esther. As as far as you know, it's it's pretty linear, and you 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 get narration thrown at you mm-hmm. um and i would say the other thing is it's it it reminds me a lot of or it did remind me a lot of uh kind of the shining um if if you could play the sh- if you could play a video game version of the shining uh you know all from jack's point of view that's kind of uh pretty high praise Right. Well, I, I don't know if it's that good. Okay. <laughs> it, it's good. I liked it. I, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, but I, I think th- that's kind of what it reminded me of. It just reminded me of you know inhabiting, you know Jack Torrance, um, right. sort of going through what he went through. Uh, was it? Uh, and realizing this is a subjective term, almost like fun. Uh, but would you say it was scary? Uh, I, I wasn't scared. I wasn't, I, I wasn't like, uh, I, you know, I mean, there were a couple moments where you do the, uh, and you jerk back from the screen or whatever, but I, I didn't, I didn't feel scared. In fact, there was one part where 
I was actually taken out of the game for a second because I I just stood there and let the scripted event happen because I thought, you know, with my meta knowledge, well, the monster's not going to be able to come out here because this area is too open. <laughs> right. Like, it's too open. There's there's nowhere for me to go, so this monster's... This is obviously just a setup that they're just trying to make me scared, right? And it turned right. out, yeah, I was right. He just comes out, he just bangs on the door, ah, makes a bunch of noise, and your little guy go, you know, your inner narrative says, oh, I must get out of here, and then, but then whatever. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real problem for me with, with horror games, uh, is, the th- you know, watching a rational protagonist try to preserve himself in a horror movie is completely different from playing the protagonist in a horror game where maybe you know there's a reload, there was a checkpoint just a minute ago, and, oh, well, this glass has the little chicken wire inside of it, so it's impenetrable. There are just so many video game conventions that, for me, violate what's required to do effective horror. Uh, and it sounds like the same kind of thing with some of the sequences in, in Amnesia Machine for Pigs. Yeah, yeah. There, there's one... There's one thing that I will say that it did annoy me uh, quite a bit because it 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 sort of telegraphs what's going to happen. Um, so in Amnesia: uh, Dark Descent, you had a lantern where you had to get oil and all ah, right, you know, right. matches all the time, right? And if that ran out, you were screwed. Uh, in a machine for pigs, you have an electric lantern, and <laughs> it only goes out, you know, as part of a scripted event, right? Um, and but there are any time you come across one of the monsters, it will flicker for you beforehand. Oh, like the radio in Silent Hill, like a little monster detector. Yeah, I don't think it was purposeful, though. I, I think <laughs> from the yeah from the way it happens and the the music cue that happens, I think they wanted you to be scared. You know, like oh no, you know, like, oh no, my lantern might go out, and I, I don't know what's going on, but. But then, every, like, it happens a few times, and you're like, oh, okay, so now I know there's going to be a monster pretty soon. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what little I've played of it, I mostly admire that I'm not sure what's going on or what I'm doing or even who I am or what the deal is. And I like the sense of mystery that creates, specifically compared to another horror game that came out about a week before A Machine for Pigs called Outlast. Um, and Outlast is... You are, I think you're a reporter investigating uh, an asylum, an insane asylum, where terrible experiments were going on. And that kind of thing is a dime a dozen. I mean, I know exactly what I'm going to get there. As I'm finding the little journals from the evil doctors talking about the experiments, you know, I've done this a thousand times. I've seen a bunch of movies about this straight out of a fear game. You know, you even find the remains of the, uh, the military squad that went in ahead of you and got wiped out. All that is so familiar in Outlast. Um, and all of the scares are just stupid jump scares. And even though it looks good, there's nothing in here that I'm the least bit curious about or that holds any mystery for me. Um, whereas in Amnesia, a machine for pigs, this sense of what, what, who, where, what, what's this? Like that uncertainty as far as what kind of story they're telling and where they're going with it. I find far more fascinating than just a bunch of mutants attacking the military guys in Outlast or the insane asylum looking all crazy. <laughs> um, so for that reason alone, I'm curious to see where uh, Machine for Pigs goes. Yeah, um, I, I liked um, I liked Machine for Pigs story wise, and it, it is why I do like it. Uh, I liked it a lot better than 
Dark Descent for its story. I, I got to tell you the truth. Like halfway through Dark Descent, I have no idea what, why I was even there or what was going on. Yeah. And it, I don't think it ever got resolved for me. I just like went through it and, well, okay, I guess I'm done, but I don't know why. I recall losing interest in Dark Descent somewhere around some potion mixing puzzle. Oh, and uh, also there was a, a lot of people talk about this sequence in Dark Descent. There's an invisible monster stalking you, and you can hide in a flooded room and watch its little wet footprints move around, like watch it splash in the water. Oh, and yeah. people talked about that being scary. And for me, it was the opposite. I just sat there and was like, well... You know, if it kills me, I'll just have to reload and not stand here next time. Um, just having to do stealth sequences around monsters does not at all work for me anymore. No. So. Yeah, I, I, I do. And I, uh, it's one of the things I kind of appreciated about uh, A Machine for Pigs because s- the stealth, if you want to call it that, it, it really uh, boils down to, you know, uh, crouch down somewhere, and it's it's very scripted where you should crouch down, right? right. <laughs> because it's like one empty area next to a crate or whatever. So you just crouch down, and the monster passes by, and you're like, okay, great, I can get on with the story. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a little cutscene almost. Yeah, here's yeah. a monster. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very much. McMaster, did we frighten you with our talk of uh, amnesia, a machine for pigs? I think I need to go change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait, before you go, McMaster, let me tell you about my game of the week. Oh, God. So, I, I'm not much of a platformer dude. I mean, I can play platformers, but for me, it always comes down to, I just don't really have that much desire to watch a little dude run around and jump. Um, so, it takes more than that for me. Ubisoft released one called, I'm going to screw up the name, is it Mushroom Kingdom, Crystal Kingdom, Cloud Kingdom, Kingdom of Clouds? Uh, uh... Cloudberry Kingdom. I think that's it. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Yes. So they released Cloudberry Kingdom. I think that was the name of it. And it had all these dynamically generated levels, and it had this progression system where you could earn points, and you would eventually, you would unlock new modes of transit. Like you'd get a guy who could jump farther, and you'd get a jetpack, and you'd get a guy who was riding a unicorn. And it just did all this cute little stuff. It had fairly primitive production values, but they clearly were doing their best to create dynamic content and, and changing content around a platformer, just the concept of jumping. They were short little levels. You had to get 10 coins in each level for maximum points, so you could replay them if you wanted to do better. It was fine, but it just pretty much bounced off me, and it just made me think, I am just really not a platformer guy. I need something else, whether it's... Uh, I didn't know what it was. Do I need more graphics? Do I need more production values? Do I need some kind of RPG system? Do I need it to have, like, combat? I, I don't know. Maybe these games aren't for me. Well, I was recently gone for about a week, and while I was gone, I brought with me my PlayStation Vita, and one of the games I brought on the PlayStation Vita was a platformer. And it was almost like my backup game. Like, you know, what if there's something else I don't want to play? What if I'm on the plane and I don't want to fiddle with something on the iPad, or if I'm in the hotel room and I don't have my laptop booted up, was just some things on the Vita I can play. Uh, and the little backup I brought along was called Rayman Legends. And the Rayman games are cute, they're good. Uh, Rayman Origins was very good. I didn't spend as much time with it as a lot of folks who reviewed it and really loved it, but I can see its appeal. Um, but I did while I was gone, and even since I've been back, I've spent a lot of time with Rayman Legends, and it has made me appreciate what I do need in a platformer. 
because by golly, this thing has its hooks in me. I really want to uh, discover all the levels. They have daily challenges and weekly challenges you can do uh, to try to get a high score. And then when the challenge closes, you get rewards based on where you ranked. Um, there are levels from previous games that you can collect and unlock and go back and play. It's just a lot of content. Uh, and I think what it's taught me is that the two thing, well, the main thing I need in a platformer is some sense of personality. Because that poor Cloudberry Kingdom thing with its kind of rough-hewn production values and cartoon simplicity, it's almost like that uh, Castle Crashers game, that's something that, like, like something that Behemoth would make. Um, that sort of simplicity just doesn't grab my attention. But the crazy personality that Ubisoft's team puts into the Rayman games is a huge hook for me. That game does so much stuff with relatively simple mechanics that just makes me smile. I just smile so much when I'm playing Rayman Legends. I love the character design. I love the cool dynamics that they put into the different levels. Uh, for the most part, your character's capability doesn't change. You always jump the same distance. Every character, there are several character models, uh, moves at the same speed and has the same sense of inertia and physics. The attacks are the same. But where they mix everything up uh, is in the level design. And it's not even so much in terms of picking up a power-up. I think there's one power-up that lets you shoot, but you rarely get that. For the most part, all the crazy stuff has to do with the level design and the places that you go. So the personality and the characters and the level design is a huge hook for me. Um, and then also just this idea of being uh, a score chase um, and having so many collectibles. Uh, there's so much stuff that it tracks in Rayman Legends in terms of... It's not really money, but it's kind of accumulated experience points. Those are called lums, and these little flies you pick up. And then every level has these captured, they're called teensies, and they're these little cute dudes with giant noses, uh, and they're captured teensies hidden around the levels. And every level, you, you know exactly how many there are. And the game tracks overall how many of these teensies you've rescued, and it unlocks new levels based on that accumulated teensies rescued figure uh, getting higher and higher. Um, so there's constantly like something to do and some sense of achievement or advancement as you're going through and playing levels and, and replaying levels. Um, but one of the things that most surprised me about Rayman Legends on the PlayStation Vita is as I was playing it, uh, I found a lot of levels that had specific tricks to the touchscreen on the PlayStation Vita. There are some levels where you find a dude and you give him a high five, or there's a little high five involved and it passes off to where he is playing the level and you're not controlling him. He's running through the level and he's doing the jumps exactly like he should be and he's collecting all the little collectibles. But your job is to do various swipey or turny stuff with the touch screen to clear the way for him. Like you're cutting ropes, you're pulling levers, you're pressing buttons, you're poking enemies in the way and it's all very touch screen specific. And so I figured, ah, oh, this must be unique to the PlayStation Vita because it's perfectly suited to a touchscreen. So when I got back home, I put in the Xbox 360 version of Rayman Legends and was astonished to discover those same levels are in the game. But because there's no touchscreen, you're simply pressing the X button at the correct moment for a little fairy dude to fly around and do all that stuff for you. <laughs> and, it totally, and it's weird. It totally destroys the sense of interaction. And, and like one of the things that matters when you're playing on the Vita, when you swipe to cut a rope, the length of the rope will, will determine the physics of how something swings back and forth 
or whether or not the character can reach it, or how far he swings if he does reach it. All that stuff gets completely automated by just mashing the X button as you run around on the 360. Um, so my real surprise about Rayman Legends is that the Vita is the best platform for that adorable little thing. Um, and so uh, there you go. My game of the week is a platformer, and this coming from a guy who's not normally into platformers. Uh, McMaster, if you start playing Rayman Legends, there are challenges every week, and I can see how much better I am at the game than you are by our our comparative ranks on these challenges. What do you think of that? Mm, That would be weird if you were better. Come on, it's Rayman (laughs) Legends. Name four characters in Rayman Legends. Uh, Sneezy is one, right? (laughs) Everybody forgets Doc. That's the one. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, I th- part of what's what I can appreciate playing Rayman Legends too is I can almost understand why people would be into those horrible Mario Brothers games where you just run around and jump and just have jumping puzzles. I was like, ah, oh, this must be how people who are really into Mario feel about it. Um, Sick. <laughs> I really can't stand that guy, McMaster. I don't know what it is. I can't stand that little Italian plumber. He's really annoying. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I like Luigi a lot better. Well, also, I, I think I posted about this. I don't like Rayman either. I don't trust the little... He's weird. He doesn't have... He's just floating hands and legs. He's got this kind of pompadour hairdo. I don't know what kind of animal he is. I don't, I don't like you're a racist. I'm a racist against Rayman. I totally am. But you don't have to play Rayman. Once I got past the first little prologue level, you can pick what character you are in Rayman Legends. You never have to look at that guy's mug again, which is fine with me. So. He is exactly the character design I would expect from a French company. Yes, there is. I, I definitely <laughs> get the sense. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. In France, they probably that. thought this was awesome, and they probably focus grouped it, and all the French are like, oh, yes, we oui, oui, we like that. Oh, But I don't have to be that guy. I can instead be a little teensy, or I can be uh, the Globox dude, or uh, there's a little this really cool. Teensies are the, the races that you liberate, McMaster. Come on, everybody knows. No, no I, I heard. I'm just mocking. You can on. also be a, a, a Viking chick. There's a Viking chick. A little. Uh, she looks like something from a Tim Burton movie. You can be her, uh, and you can be them in various colors. So, yeah. All right, so there's my uh, game of the week. It's a, a Vita platformer, which I'm still enjoying, even though I'm not traveling anymore. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, that is our podcast this week. Um, more Grand Theft Auto Five next week. Join oh, yes. us for that. Yeah. Woohoo! Hopefully, we'll talk more about Trevor. I can't believe that. Can't believe they give away Trevor. Do you like? Do you like hear him speaking and everything? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> that would be so annoying. I would be so disappointed if I knew about him beforehand. Um, all right. Well, you guys get to Trevor, and we'll talk more about uh, that next week. All right. So uh, if you're listening, as usual, we we have a donate button. We really appreciate that. If you want to use ad blockers at quarter to three, that's fine. We have a nag in place of the ads, uh, which will let you donate. Um, We have an Amazon.com box. If you want to shop uh, at Amazon.com, please support us there. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at QT3. Uh, And, of course, join us next week. I'm Tom Chick, and I've been here with Jason D. McMaster and Nick Diamond. Jason, do you know what I'm going to ask you about your full name? 
What does the D stand for? Exactly. What does it stand for? Delicious. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. Uh, delicious is what I said, but uh, I said it in a sultry way. I like that, McMaster. That's kind of sexy. Like a ham sandwich. What's the state called in um in Grand Theft Auto? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I mean, the city is the name of the oh, man. San Andreas is the area. What's the yeah, state? I mean, do they they don't call it California because they don't have real world places, do they? No, they never really they really rarely reference an actual place. So I mean, they say like Liberty City a few times so far, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know if they've ever do said they, the state. They say countries, though. Do they say America? They must say America. I'm sure they do. Uh, Often, yes. They also say, and and I know this from studying the stocks, uh, one of the stocks is a German auto manufacturer, for instance. They talk about other countries. I know France was mentioned. I think one of the characters said something about Iraq. Um, But, yeah. I think the state might be San Andreas. Yeah, you know what? It is. So, I mean, sweet. But... it would be like San Andreas, Uberales, like that. Um, yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's McMaster. Which, which radio station are you guys listening to, by the way? God, uh, I've been all the rap station? stuff for the most part. Like uh, I really, I like the uh, West Coast old school, and I like the current stuff. Uh, also, you are uh, so I, street. There's some, there's some pretty sweet uh, Bob Seger in there too. I think. So. Oh, the one about points all our own way up firm and high. Yeah. Is that Bob Seeger? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I feel bad because I predicted that the soundtrack would be obnoxious, but it, it's actually pretty awesome. <sighs> uh, Nick, what's your go-to station? Uh, the classic station. The classic rock. Oh, well, there you I'm go. Yeah. 